0: Birthday oh, boy, it's cords.
1: hi I'm Holly over a, a hundred pounder organized here a little bit um, welcome everybody i'm glad that you're here and welcome to all the that's a lot of newcomers um, to the newcomers we're really really glad you're here. This program saved my life. It changed my life number one, and it saved my life so um because there are a lot of newcomers here, I'm going to just tell you exactly what happened, how it was. I'll try to have a give you like a snapshot of how my life was, and then how the program helped me change and helped me get to you know where I am today, to a life that I never, never thought I could have. Um, I never thought anything was really possible. So um, I. This morning, I read the Voices of Recovery, um, and I just wanted to open with it because it was so profound to me this morning. I'm working on some specific things in, in my day and my, in the, probably the past maybe two months. I've been working on work a lot, work issues a lot, and my anxiety around work. So... Um, I just wanted to read this to you because it it just blew me away. It says, um, coming to believe was something that happened as we began taking actions which others told us had worked for them. Um, Whether or not we believed these actions would work for us didn't seem to matter. Once we took the action and saw it work, we began to believe. This is one of the secrets of the OA program. We cannot think ourselves into good action, but we can act ourselves into good thinking. Willingness to follow the suggestions of the program leads us to healing the wreckage of our lives and the ravages of this disease. I experienced the miracle of abstinence because I asked someone to sponsor me. I designed a practical nourishing food plan, and I committed daily to following my plan and calling my sponsor. I experienced the healing bonds and fellowship because I attended meetings regularly and became involved in service. I experienced a spiritual awakening because I put all my doubts and fears aside and placed my reliance on a higher power of my own understanding instead of on my distorted self-will. I could actually just close right now (laughs) because this this is exactly what I did. This is what, and I didn't make all this up. Believe me, I mean I was I I was guided along the program. Once I came in and I sat down, like you guys are doing now, I came in and I sat down. I was willing and ready to take some direction, okay? So um, to start out, thank you for letting me read that. It was just so cool. I've been focusing on um, literature in the morning, which has always been a big part of my program. I get up really, really early, and uh, I have to do my own programs, connections and program um, literature, program writing. All of that has to happen before 6 a.m., and I have to be dressed before 6 a.m., so I get up really early and do that, and the more anxious I am when I get up, the more reading I have to do, and it really, really works. What I'm focusing on now is um, page 417, the whole page, mm-hmm. second paragraph two, <laughs>
0: um,
1: it, the whole page, really, and, and a lot of times I'll, I have to read the whole story. I was told by a sponsor um she didn't just say read 417. She said read the story. Read the whole thing. So, um, because it, right now is my busy time at work, and I, it tends to make my self-esteem plummet down. And I start thinking odd, and I, think, and I start being victimized, and I feel less than, and I feel like they're asking too much of me, okay? This is what my head says. But honestly, I show up every day. I show up every day at work. I do a really good day's work. My work ethic has changed because of this program and almost being fired.
0: <laughs>
1: but honestly, my work ethic is completely different now than it used to be, and I've learned so much. But anyway, that's that's like just one of the gifts of the program. So let me tell you a little bit about what it was like, um, and I'll keep it brief. Although, you know, I'll tell you something. One of my self-care... Um, things that I do is I get a manicure and pedicure once every three weeks. And that has to do with, um, and this is a whole other story about something I came in program, something that came up in program, I've had it for a long time, 20 years, I have to say, and it just came up maybe four years ago, where I all of a sudden had to tell my sponsor this, right? And so one of my self-care things is to have this manicure, pedicure and I was um, I was pimped out by one of my friends to a new manicurist, and uh, you know what that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went there, and this woman this woman is amazing, and she's in um, a, she's in program, and we talk. I sit down in that chair, and she does my self care for me, and we have a meeting, <laughs> and it's the best meeting ever. And we've gotten to be close. She watches my dogs. I mean, that's just one of the gifts of the program is that, I, you know, I get to spend, and it takes her two hours.
0: Um, and I
1: get to spend that time with someone, and we just can't, we don't, we talk over the top of each other. And, you know, I came into the program not talking to anybody. So that's just one of the gifts and one of the differences. Anyway, she asked me about my childhood this morning. I don't know how that comes up. But, um, so it's right in the front of my mind today. Um, so I grew up back east, and I, here's my pictures, and this says a lot. The pictures will show that I have always been very, very overweight. Um, I, I, there's a picture that's four years old, and you'll see I'm, I'm I'm really overweight. I grew up like that. I was never a person that was a normal weight and then gained a bunch of weight. I was just always, I was uh, between 240 and 280 pounds. As soon as I could get up there, I mean, at eighteen, nineteen—I don't know—I um, was always very overweight. So growing up back east in a very small town, um, I was—I was, I was um, with a very dysfunctional family. My mom was uh, uh, schizophrenic; she was mentally ill, and I was left with her. And my dad left, and everybody was gone, and I was left with her for like seven years. Um, and so I grew up so, so – there was nobody watching me, so I was very, very self-sufficient. That was to my detriment later, of course, um, because I really had to do everything for myself. And um, and I – the only tool I had was to get as much food as I could. Um, and I didn't – we didn't have any money either, by the way. There was no money. So how did I go through high school being that heavy with no money? <laughs> And I was asked that question, right? <laughs> how did you, how, because my mom used to make the most weird concoctions just to feed me. And, and, you know, anyway, I just stole everything. I stole enough food to keep me quiet inside. And um, that's how I grew up. Um, I know that I can tell you right here, standing here today, that my life has been a bunch of God shots. I didn't know at the beginning. But I don't know how I'm standing in front of you today, and I grew up like that. I should have been dead, right? I, I really should. I, I don't know how nothing happened to me. But through all these things, and I, and I even went to college. Um, but, and, you know, like in, I was just, I was teased when I was younger. I was teased so much. And I was really big in high school, and I, I didn't have any clothes. My clothes were really messy. Um, I had like one pair of jeans which I stole, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> and lots of amends on me. But, um, you know, I stole my clothes, and I only had a few things, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure I didn't smell very good, okay? Because we didn't even have heat. So that's how I grew up. I moved out here. One of those, one of those uh, you know, God throwing me a, a line, I moved out here when I was 30 years old. After college, I had started working for my father. Um, he owned a diner in Becky's, and I, I worked for him for 12 years. And I'm a really, really good cook, okay, really good grill cook. And um, I moved out here when I was 30 and started a whole new life. I, I, I knew I had to be out of there. Do you know, I knew I couldn't be there anymore. My whole family was there, but I could not be there. I was dying there. I was literally dying um, inside from the inside out. So I got this snap of an opportunity. I moved out here and I started a whole new profession. Okay. It involved, you'd think a diner cook would involve a lot of people, but they're eating. They're just like not paying attention to me. I, but when I moved out here, I had to then, I started a new profession where I had to actually talk to people and do things and go places. And and so how I did that in the beginning was I, it was, I was driving around to different locations, and I, just w- I would have to eat before, in between each of these locations to get to the next one to be able to do my business there and talk to the people. I, I would just drive through some place, and I'd have to eat. I ate all the time. So two things happened to get me into this room. One is I, I got into a relationship with a drug addict. Um, this is the. <laughs> it's okay. Um, this <laughs> was the first person that paid any amount of attention to me. Okay, remember, I grew up. I was, I was 250 to 280 pounds all that time. Somebody paid attention to me. I did not care. Okay, I'm going to go for it. Very quickly, felt very crazy in the head. Thank God, I knew somebody that was in Al-Anon, and I went to Al-Anon. Thank God all that happened because that's where I found out about this program. I fell into a beautiful group of people there in that, in that program um, that just accepted me, let me come in, let me hang with them. This is like the first friendly interactions I've had. And I had been here about 10 years by this time. Um, they just let me hang with them, and they were really we had fun. They were really nice, but there were people in this group that were in this program. That's how I heard about it. So they just kind of farmed me right in, you know, Um, and that was in 93 and 94, and um, I stayed for about a year and a half, and I didn't do any of the work, I sat down, I came to a couple meetings a week, I got my food in order, number one, three meals a day, no sugar, okay, I got that, that was, the minute I walked in, I knew what my problem was, I ate three meals a day, no sugar. Um, But I didn't get a sponsor. I didn't call anybody. I just talked to people around me. I got to know a few people. I went to the events. I came to meetings. And then I got into a a relationship with somebody that was in the program that I met here. And it was um, good. It was a good relationship with a very, very, very nice woman. And um, by not doing the work, by not doing the writing, not getting myself anchored in this program, it was very easy when things calmed down that I was able to, I just, like, two meetings, one meeting, one meeting every two weeks, gone. It was that, it was that easy. I just stopped coming, right, and lived my life. Well, we started a catering company out of the house. <coughs> Not a good idea. (laughs) So eight years of that, okay, eight years of that. Um, When we stopped that, and I was working a full-time job at that time and doing this very successful catering business um, and walking around in pain at 280 pounds, okay? So when we stopped that business... Uh, a few things happened in that summer. It was, it was August of 2002 is when I came back in the program. A few things happened, and they're not going to mean a thing to anybody, but it was the conglomeration of that. Um, I want to say it was inactivity. I stopped running. I, we stopped that business, and I was just working. Um, we had a roommate, it wasn't working. My sister came, that didn't, oh my god, that didn't work at all. <laughs>
0: My sister came
1: to visit, my older sister, who I adore. It went badly. I don't know, um, and I was, I realized in that summer I was, I could not be, I could not be myself anymore. I wasn't feeling anything. There was no feelings left. They had all gone. I had eaten them all away. They were all gone. Um, I felt very, I felt completely empty, like a flat line. And I said, I can't, like I, It came to me. I have to go back to program. I I couldn't be that anymore. I didn't know what I I didn't know what to expect. Um, I know that I know that my thought was I really need to do a four step. I have so much stuff inside that needs to come out um, and I can't do this anymore. So when I walked back in August of 2002, I listened to meetings. I listened in meetings for – I'm from the Valley, so I I went to the 100-pounders meeting. I went to Monday night meeting. They're all my regular meetings except for 100-pounders, no. Um, But I just went to meetings, and I sat, and I listened, and I listened to you guys. And it's exactly what this book says. I listened to you. You told me how you stopped eating. You told me how you connected with a higher power. Now, I didn't understand that at the time, but you said – I. This happened to me, and and I prayed, and and it went okay. And this happened to me, and I found, you know, I heard God say, you know, I'm listening, and I'm just sitting there listening, and all this stuff's coming at me. And I put the food down, okay? Three meals a day, no sugar. Still, same abstinence. That's what I need to have. Um, Within a month, I got a sponsor, and I started the writing, and I actually called her every morning at 6, and I did what she said, did everything she said, She threw me into service, which means I met more of you, and I was working the steps. And that's what got me. That's why I'm standing here today. There's nothing different about me. I'm a garden-variety compulsive overeater. I just eat too much. I eat to get through life. So what I learned since I've been here, though, is... And I'll tell you an interesting story, but what I've learned since I've been here is that I have these things, like I'm afraid, my character defects, we call them, but um, most of the time I just now call them, they're my traits, all right? Number one, I'm afraid of people. I'm afraid of interacting with people. I'm afraid that they fill in the blank, okay? I'm afraid that they blank, like, you know, what they're going to do, not like me or yell at me, whatever. I'm afraid of everything, okay? Um. And then on top of that, I'm judging everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's come up more recently. That, you know, that, that judgment didn't pop out in the beginning because I thought, I don't do that. Now I do. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so I have that, that, that gift of judgment that comes up now. But I have solutions now, so I don't have to do that anymore. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I do, when I do feel myself judging somebody, um, I feel it. It's like God has that taser. I feel it right away. Bam, <laughs> you know. And and I'm able to. And I'm able to talk about it. Or I'm able. A lot of times I'm able to just stop. I can just stop it. Like I, I I identify. I feel a pain right here when I'm afraid, when I'm anxious, and when I'm practicing like judgment or something. I'll get a pain right up in here, like where the bones are which I, I now have, by the way, <laughs> and that's, that's my indication, and that comes from my sponsor. You know, she'll ask me repeatedly, how did you feel right then, if I'm in crisis or something? How did you feel? It hurt right here. She goes, that's your, that's your answer. When it hurts right there, there's work to be done, okay? You got to stop, so we have a plan, this happens when I'm at my boss's hu- I go to his, my boss's office, which is in his house, maybe once a week. And I can get very anxious there. There's no reason, by the way. There's no reason for me to be anxious. I know that there's a lot of work to do. Um, and he's 80. He's not, nobody's bothering me there. So I'm telling you, this, is, this is just this comes from up here. But I get anxious, and, you know, I don't even ex- exhale the whole way. And I find myself doing that. So we have a plan. When I, that's happening, I have, I, you know, I stop. I can go outside. It's easy for me to go outside and go outside. And if I need to make a call, I'll make a call. But once I recognize that, once I recognize that's happening, that anxiety is happening, it's so much easier to deal with. It's like, oh, that, that's right. That's coming up again. My other thing is the fear of abandonment. Um, and that can, that's come up a lot. In different areas, but boy, does that, boy, is that very strong. I have a very strong fear of abandonment. Um, it came up the first time that I recognized it with, believe it or not, a sponsor that left the program. And I couldn't identify what I was feeling. And I had to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it until my sponsor and I got it. You, you're feeling, a, that's a fear of abandonment. When I went through the breakup of my marriage and Another breakup on top of that. You figure it out. Okay. Um, thank you. I had, an ex- I had uh, extreme anxiety, and it was that fear of abandonment. Even though it was my choice, it was a fear of abandonment. So when I can identify all that stuff, that's, this is why I ate. I could not get through life because all this stuff was happening. So now that I have a solution that doesn't, does not involve food, it involves my relationship with God, that I grew grew here. I grew like it's a ear of corn or something. I grew that here. A relationship with God that... I have a personal God now. It's not God... This is a church, right? No God. You know, it's not the picture. The picture's cool. That's a cool picture that we see on the wall. That's a, that's a My God is very much like that, by the way. I'm, I grew up Catholic. I'm recovering Catholic.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, but what I've done is I've been able to, by working the steps, have a relationship with a personal God now that no matter what happens i'm i, I say the third step for and I turn all this stuff over to God and i have it and I don't have to eat anymore I don't have to eat so two hundred eighty pounds to hundred forty pounds, okay, and I stay right about now i'm now I'm a little bit lower I'm about one thirty eight um because something changed. Like, I, I don't know. So what happened was with that, because there's a lot of newcomers here, I made a food plan when I was 280 pounds with my sponsor. Okay, I made a food plan that, that slowly got me to a healthy body weight. And all this time, I'm now able to stay on this food plan, which is pretty simple. I was able to stand the food plan, which I could never do before. By the way, you do understand that (laughs) I couldn't do that before. I was able to stand this food plan because I'm working the steps. It all works together. It's like climbing a ladder. Okay. It describes in the doctor's opinion, and we can let's just say let's just use sugar because that's a lot of people's problem, and it was partially my problem. But there's a lot of things. If I put that down. Day one is really hard. Put that down. Day one is hard. That's a hard day. Okay? No matter who. Don't let anybody tell you that's not going to be a hard day. All right? (laughs) And then day two, you get up. You say those prayers. Call your sponsor. Do a little writing. You get into day two. You can do day two with no sugar because you just did day one. And then pretty soon, you got five. Pretty soon you got seven. Seven is a good day. Day is a good day. That initial stuff is kinda gone. Okay? And then you get to day twenty-one, the obsession goes down. So now the obsession's gone. If I pick up that sugar again, if I pick up that bread and butter again, I'm I'm done. Okay? It all has to start all over again. Um It describes this in the doctor's opinion. I have an obsession of the mind and an allergy to the body. I have an allergy to these certain things, and some of them are combinations. Some of them are textures. There's sugar. there's, There's bread. There's a whole bunch of things that I don't eat. So now I create a food plan. I have a food plan that's all green, all green light foods. There's no red light foods. There's no yellows, all just green. And that took years and years and years. It does not happen overnight. Things change. Things come up. And that's okay. I'm able to do those changes, stay at a healthy body weight because I have a connection with God, only because I have a connection with God, and I'm able to follow that food plan with my sponsor's help. Um, I sponsor women, a lot of them. And some of them, thank you for coming. Some of them are here. Thank you to my road crew as well. My besties are here. And... Um, we get in this program, in my experience, I say we, I don't know what you're doing, but um, I got to build incredible relationships in this program, incredible relationships that are lifelong. Um, by being here, by sharing myself, I, remember, I, w- I never talked. I never talked to anybody. I would sit in the, in the back row, and you'd never hear from me my whole life. So now I have these relationships that I've grown by showing up and being my authentic self. I yes. had to learn that here. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do much of anything. And, and thinking about, too, the changes that, physical changes with losing, 100, with losing half of my body weight. Um, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of clothing things. And I had to take people with it. all of that stuff it doesn't happen easily, and it's work, and I love it. I hated it <laughs> at the moment, and, and, but I love it now. You know, you um, know, probably time to close pretty much, right? Good. Okay. So I've told you what I do every day, but what I want to tell you is, um, and I just got this. This is 15 years in. I just got this. I've been listening to, I have a favorite speaker in AA. Um, I'm not in AA, but I have this AA speaker that I, that I, I heard her live because I go to a speaker meeting. I heard her live once way, way early in the, and I was blown away. It's a little thing. I was blown away by this woman's story. Um, I listened to some other stuff and then I recently, somebody gave me a CD back that I had. Okay. And I listened to it, pop it right in, listen to it again. Then I start going. So <laughs> laughing. I start going on the internet and and having listening to her speaker. She's recorded all over the place. So I've probably listened to five or six. And she's the type of speaker that you learn. You get to learn her whole story, like all, all this changes in life. And she's very dynamic. She's very funny. She's laughing like Donald Duck, and then she's crying in the next second. And you're doing the same thing. By the way, you're like ah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's very, she's a very engaging speaker and so strong. And this is the message I want to hear for my OA program, okay? This is the clear message that I need. Um, I have to be abstinent no matter what. What I got out of this about, I listened, like I say, these silly five things I listen to, these podcasts when I'm driving, I listened to is, is that the end result is she said, and I finally got it. She said, I I want to be present for my life. I know that sounds so simple. But, of course, she's screaming it, you know.
0: uh,
1: (laughs) But I want to be present for my life. That's all I really ever wanted was peace. I didn't, I walked in here, I had no idea that I would lose weight. By the time I got here in August of 2002, I wasn't thinking of losing weight. Nothing about the weight. I got here, I sat down in a chair and I shut up and listened. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't think anything was going to happen. I couldn't be where I was. I had to be somewhere, I had, I, so I came here, and I sat down with you guys. Um, and what happened was I worked the program, and I and I've got relief in a lot of areas, mostly up here. I'm walking in a run, and I'm so grateful for this, and a healthy body weight. I'm walking around a healthy body weight, and I cannot believe that. That's astounding to me. Um, And I'm comfortable with that body weight because it's not always comfortable on the way down. But I'm comfortable with this body weight, and I get to do everything I get to do, live my full life today with people around me that love me and that I love. My heart is open. All that's because of here. So I'm going to close with that. Oh, no, one more thing. I, I, there was the, we had the funniest speaker this morning, and I've never, I, maybe I've seen the woman, but I, I didn't know her. And she, she was from the Deep South, and she, um, she said something that just cracked me up, so I'll tell you guys. She said, I used to tan by the refrigerator
0: light. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: the room, it, it was probably almost this many people, we busted up. It was just so funny. She was so spot on and yet so comical with her, the things she was saying. But that's the kind of meeting I want to walk out of a meeting like that with a big smile on my face. And that's what I get here. So thanks for letting me share.